when you have functional adult relationships, there's the ability, whether 5D mystic or 5D functional adult, to speak about thoughts and feelings very easily because the three-year-old heart, the person has a relationship with their emotional body and so their inner child. And they're more than just reparenting for those who come out of a childhood trauma therapy session and more, obviously a journey. So the person who becomes their full-blown adult is able to share by voice aspects that others project. Others means the individuals who either do not know about their own unprocessed trauma or those who are still in a specific space which is going to be a charged state. And when we meet people who are charged, we know how to handle that situation to the best of our ability. So we won't be talking too much about the aspects of those who do not know how to take accountability for their mental and emotional planes. Because 5D mystics and Enlightenment soul age people know how to. And as a person who's sharing those stories and voices and works with those who are on a journey to tap into their inner growth mindset, to keep moving into their infinite higher human consciousness potential experiences, we are going to be focusing a lot more on what it's like when we're engaging with those, and at least in this one, it's a table talk for this community. So when we want to look at how to handle emotional insecurity, how to handle emotional means also attachment wounds, okay? So when we look at how to handle that, that's where we might use more examples of charge stakes. But for now, I'm going to try and again stay focused on the type of community that we have, which is fun. We have fun. Nobody is thinking of human beings as doomed or as devils and demons and evil being here or needing to cut out your oversoul parts because your karmic or your soul contract is over, stuff like that. Oh, and yes, woo-woo lady here. So I'm a mystic and mysticism is something that I love. I love being able to have a relationship with the oversoul that is mine, with the shared consciousness sphere when I channel guidance and messages. In fact, my plan is to organize content for 2024. I'm still considering how to handle it, but I might reduce the podcast to three a week, for example. I have to think about it because we're going to have our master class at a certain point, and then I am wanting to get our first IHP book series also published. So there's a couple of things I'm going to want to make room for, and the podcasts are beautiful, but they're not necessarily going to leave me room for everything else. So we'll see. But I don't I don't know yet. So I've been speaking it out loud and I've been not doing it because I don't want to disengage from podcasting regularly. It's one of my favorite daily activities to bring to you some IHP wisdom and these stories and these also consistent ways that you can update your own experiences. And so that's why I'm sure I can find a middle ground is what I'm going to say. I know myself. 
I just need to sit down and organize. And on that note, it's the 29th, I believe, when this one comes out. So yeah, we just had a lunar eclipse and full moon. So it might be the energies that are having me twinkle, twinkle, little star in my brain. And so here's where when you get to handle people who are enlightened, it's a lot easier than when we're handling those who are not. The individuals who have fun with life, it's because of knowing how to sit in their window of welcome or to expand to window of welcome with their emotions. And so because they're teenager and their younger charged parts are all friends, we have an adult in the room. And the adult is a person who uses their entire brain, left and right mode, and the prefrontal cortex and is aware of when they're beginning to get into an emotional charge. We all do, though, have reactivity. A person who's aware of themselves will know if that happens and they'll be like, I'm so sorry, eventually. I do that whenever my three-year-old tone comes out with my mother or my twin, and it does come out at times. Other times we just have nice debates, but that's the area where our inner child will come out in our household, which is why some people, the ones that heal from childhood trauma for a little bit, they might take a break from their household. Depends on the person's journey and their choice. Everybody chooses differently. What I know from people who I've met who have healed and are healing so personally is that they will engage in their relationships if those family members and people around them are able to support their own journey in a way of highlighting wins and not bringing up the past failures in a way that seems to be shaming, even though they might know they're not trying to do it because the people who have healed and are healing know how their nervous system works. They know when they're being brought forth a piece of information that creates this regulation. So that begins to affect their nervous system and bring out that window of tolerance. And that's why it's important to know about emotional regulation and that it's connected to your nervous system. It's connected to you, the person who can be aware of it, because as it arises, you will notice it. And the functional adults know how to harness and self-regulate because that's the point we work with our emotions easily. People who have had trauma therapy and or go to therapy, they know how to tell people, I'm getting upset right now, I'm going to leave. Or they know how to say, okay, in these situations, this is how I handle it. So either we disengage from it or I won't be able to be. They're going to explain and talk and they're also going to give options. If they're healed enough, if they're not, then they're going to say, you know what, I'm still a person who has triggers and I therefore cannot be around you because your mannerisms actually are something that bring me here, which is different than when somebody says, can you stop doing this because it triggers me, because it reminds me of, and what I mean by this is this is projecting the upset and saying to another person you need to self-regulate me you need to comfort and soothe me that's an adaptive child that is not tending to their own unfinished business but that is expecting another human being to work with 
self-soothing, what's soothing that human being's nervous system, which by the way is physically impossible in the first place, but also it's expecting a person to be omnipresent, omni, omnipotent, I think is how Patrick Tiahan, childhood trauma survivor and therapist, he's healed, and he spells out, this is projection. This is what you don't want to do. You want to tend to your own inner child, become the adult you, not put it upon another human being. You have to self-regulate me when I get upset. It's not only a projection, again, so you're not healing, you're not learning to harness your own nervous system, but furthermore, you're actually creating a demand. You need to be omni-knowing and need to take care of my emotional stuff, which, again, is not going to physically be able to happen. And furthermore, it's uh, an equation. When it happened, the, the times that I've had people say, you should have known better, or what I just presented, which has taken place. And it was a person who was going, no, they didn't go to therapy. No, they went for a few months to therapy because they were forced, because they actually, I'm not even going to share the story. But the minute they engaged in this way on the phone, it's because of what and how they posed it that I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this forever, meaning this is how I talk. <laughs> so your request now just created a very uncomfortable situation, and I will do my best at this point right now to finish up with you and not do this tone, but I won't be able to keep it up. So, you know, okay is what I think I said. I don't even remember. All I knew was we're not going to be talking anymore because I can't disengage from talking in the way that I'm talking. And furthermore, I have nothing to do right here with you being able to regulate yourself. So that's very different than when people have the ability to share. Here's what I'm doing. Here's how I'm working on it. Here's why I feel a certain way, here's what I can ask you to do, but again, asking people to disengage from patterns that are theirs is making a demand on another person versus you knowing it's your own nervous system and learning how to work with it and taking ownership of that and getting into becoming your own adult and tending to not only your nervous system, which is where that inner child is, I'll use me with my panic attacks. I don't ask people and never have to come tend to me. I present to them this is what is happening once it became a recurring thing and here's how I handle it and here's what I would like to see or need maybe or anyways, here's what you can expect. So if all of a sudden you see certain things, you know what's going on. That's really more of let me make you aware of this thing that's taking place. Uh, no, I don't need you to do anything. I mean, obviously, hugging or supporting, things like that can take place, but there's no um, way that I was making requests of you have to be the one because the part of common knowledge is what I'm going to use, meaning it's in my body. It's my brain. Another person can't do anything about it. It's not their body. So they can humanly be supportive, like we all can be with each other, but to expect that they can actually work to get it to disappear, no, that's <laughs> not how it's going to work. So at the end of the day, um, 
some people have a different opinion. When I meet good therapists, they all talk the same. And that is, nobody is doing this uh, projection or cancel culture or making harsh demands if they've been tended to by somebody who talks to them about what it means to set healthy boundaries. There, There is not a black and white way of thinking for adults. Functional adults are in the rainbow of colors or gray. You can even do gray, but they don't do it's yes or no. The rigid mindset is of those who are not actually learning how to be functional adults emotionally and they are in a adaptive child. You have to do it my way or the highway, meaning it's me that's right and you're not. And in fact, it's also left dominant brain with a person who's not aware that their right is shut down. And this is where when overwhelmed, and so if you don't have the relationship with your emotional body and you're shoving things down, which is what happens when people have attachment insecurity, attachment wounds, when they have trauma. And as I was saying, they project it. They're projecting their upset and expecting another human being to regulate them, which does not take place. But they also don't take ownership, some people. Some people, they do. The ones who do, they will talk about stuff. They won't make demands like the ones that I presented. They will be able to present in fact, very colloquially, very comfortably, might I add, and also have humor. They'll be able to be laughing about situations because they're so comfortable with their trauma story because they're the adult of it. They're not still in the phase of being vulnerable. Vulnerable without the grown-up. They can now be grown-up and vulnerable if they feel that way. So if they're intimate with you and they're up to sharing their story, for sure, they're going to be able to get in a space, you know, when we share our stories with each other, those important things that take place in your life, and you're actually disclosing vulnerably because you've accepted it, you've processed it, you know, that's uh, something that's very rich and cherishable. We've all done it, where we've shared things with each other that are very important. Now you know what happens when some people use those shares. Let's talk about that one. That aspect of sharing vulnerable and then people using that is something that for 5D mystic won't be absent of obviously having the emotion of upset, sadness, but even here there is always expansion because the window of welcome is one that we are quite fond of. Now, I want to specify a whole three-year-old heart. So this is a differentiated self. It's a human being who tends to their thoughts and their feelings and is able to have a joy. Because see, when Krishna Leela is with you, so your social engagement system, the ventral vagal, and you are open to all walks of life, you're open to all lifestyles, you're open to the sciences, you're moved beyond supernatural, beyond belief systems, and beyond any of the adaptive child, there's a truth, no, there's subjective experiences, and there are different ways that the attachment style of a person and their brain development will actually make it clear why being able to be a functional adult and know that experience is subjective, always, not sometimes. 
this is the area that is beautiful of being a 5D mystic functional adult in the Enlightenment Soul Age group. It is being present. So bottom up and up down. That means from your gut to your brain and from your brain down, you are a person who's an integrated brain and a restored embodied self. As you're engaging with people, the more you put this into practice, as Daniel Siegel points out, the brain is like a muscle. So when you are grounding in consciousness through mind sight is what he teaches and I learned all about it. I'm almost done with my interpersonal or interpersonal neurobiology course. So we'll get to potentially have some of those tools that he presents to me, like the adaptive adult child interview or I forget what it's called, the adult Anyways, the AAI, and then I think my course also has a PDP, and uh, there's a wheel of awareness. So I, in time, I would love to integrate what he teaches and shares with us, but it won't be in the master class. However, it will be something we talk about. Long story short, as he spells out, once you have this integration of the brain and you are in a flow state and you're naturally just riding those waves, you keep doing that. So you put it into practice. Personally, I began doing this without any of these words. So even mindfulness, I know of mindfulness. I do know mindsight is way more powerful than mindfulness because of how he teaches it and what it involves. But a 5D mystic will also naturally be inclined to do this because you're using your left and right mode. So you are taking in the ability to feel your body and your emotions. Again, three-year-old whole heart. So person who has a window of welcome for their emotional plane. And if that's not yet the case, then there's growing familiarity with it thanks to continuing to build relationships with people who are securely attached. And so that means people who will be with you and allow you to fuck up. They'll fuck up. And this is why... The examples, let me go back to the examples before I forget them. Okay, so when I've had situations where people have used vulnerable information that I've shared in confidence, right? So you know those moments. As a teenager, of course, all of us as teenagers, we have this black and white thinking because our brain is working a certain way. Then as we grow older, if you have a, again, securely attached body, and therefore you stay connected to your restorative embodied self and you stay connected therefore to Purusha Prakriti or you move into it following therapy, following whatever journey of personal healing but this is where from the inner child as a human being not with the idea that there's a magic wand that gets you here. No, you actually tangibly know you're a person, you were a baby, and all of your emotions, you can definitely look at them, all of your charge states, I'm 43, you know who you are, use your name, and then everything else is a bonus, meaning you're a person first and foremost, and your life, where you come from, all the human elements are what have gotten you here, because staying grounded in consciousness in your human being body means you being a 5D mystic with functional adult enlightenment potential if you want to move into here you're a person who has relationships with other people you want that 
4D mystics live Viking land. They live as if they're martyrs. They, they literally are talking about themselves as anointed, as if they're going to save planet Earth. And there's a lot of different ways they present. They have their groups. And they feel that their story is true. And that's how they're leading. How they're going to support each other. Okay? The 5D mystics we lead with, we have human being relationships and we want to talk about things seriously, meaning those important and tough societal stuff, but not with the yelling. No, with the whole, we are all different. We have countries, we have culture, we have backgrounds, we have subjective experience, we have people who have religious beliefs, we have people who will look at us and they will be in our face and maybe they will say things that are not nice it's okay we understand they come from a different era and their actual brain works a certain way we also don't make it our mission to point them out we make it our mission to talk about the fact that we can understand why there's reactivity there's a different number of groups of people the ones who want to create awareness in a way that I'm talking about, they don't use the tactic of shame because they understand, humanly speaking, how experiences in life are subjective. And so we look at another human being and a group with the eyes of a person who knows what healthy self-worth means because it is something you know in your body that you are not superior or inferior. Your way of life is not superior or inferior. Your thought, pro everything that you are is not superior or inferior. And even if you believe in the most stereotypes of all, it's your subjective belief. And therefore you are not superior or inferior. Your thoughts are thoughts, they are not truths and they are not therefore professed or moved forward as truths to another group or human being. I have plenty of moments with Kali still I work on them. I know when they come up. I work on them because I know that I, Maria, have subjective human being experience. I have no right in any way, shape, or form to be in a tone that is not one that is open to dialogue because I have no right since I don't walk in another human being's shoes. And that is my heart body and value body. And I am also in that oneness consciousness, remembering that it means we're one big ball of energy and I am a speck and they're a speck and that I contribute and they contribute a perspective and that that does make a difference. And some people, you know, they really just stick to the part of what they like or don't like and that's their choice. Functional adults in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group our choice is to stick to what we know, which is we all share value. And so when we get into, when I get into my Kali mode, I allow, of course, you all, again, will hear the different range of aspects that come forth. But the best version of any one of us is when we are being objective and open to remember there's eight plus billion people on a planet. Everyone comes from a different country or any there's countries there's states there's if you're able to remain grounded in the truth versus in the three-year-old with an emotional response and deny that and then use the cop out of the whole devil or evil or you know the sides and so this is where sides are not an adult 
sides are the aspects that divide and they don't bring people together and they don't do anything except for create a specific energy. Some people think that voices make a difference. It's the voices that create conversations and expansions, not the ones that create division. Divisions create people who could be expanding. I've seen them become not expansive because of these groups. And so they easily fell for and moved towards silverbacks because those silverbacks were able to harness a pain point because when you have people shaming each other, one is going to have, I'm going to shame you for something that I think you need to be shamed for. The other is going to feel that uh, energy and they're going to have somebody who says, how dare they shame us for this? Here's what, and when it comes to lifestyle, we all know that there's always been divides. We can look at it as gender. We can look at it as family. We can look at it from a lot of different words. So for now, for example, for me as a 5D mystic, I have yet to find somebody that has actively used the word, but I'm also not the type of person who will speak of who I am if I'm aware of where I'm at. <laughs> what that means is I'm very good at recognizing if it's ideal to mention something or not. But also, I'm not a person who uses my time to just go out and do nothing. <laughs> because that's what it feels like when some people, they go out and do nothing. And this is where choosing how we use 24 hours as a community is important because we are wanting to make a bigger impact, meaning leave something behind. Because we have the ability because we care, because we want to. You will do whatever your heart and your mind cause you to. And socializing with individuals is not what's going to make a bigger difference. Now, talking to people who are a community of open-minded individuals and reaching a larger audience that will be, again, curious, and then that will go, that's going to make a bigger difference. Although some would say or think it's um, to stay stuck in one's own little world. That's what some of my lovely loved ones think. But the reality is, it's about what can I do and how can I make a bigger difference? Is it going to be by going <laughs> and potentially being in a situation that's just boring anyways? <laughs> or is it going to be talking about concepts that are important and that people are interested in talking about? And I enjoy every one of my 24 hours, but this is where a waste of time to me is going out to do activity and to be with people that then the part of what I was trying to get to is I have yet to be presented with somebody who would treat me not very nicely. And I would, though, be smart enough, I think, to recognize situations, but I don't put myself in those situations in the first place because I don't want to waste my time. That's the other part. A functional adult knows how they want to use their time. They're not trying to dictate their life by the terms of other people. And that's independently from our, our lovely circle of society. 
So when our family or our loved ones, they get to share their thoughts and their food for thoughts on what we're doing and how we're spending our time, we're like, okay, cool. Thanks for your opinion. I'm going to keep, you know, chucking away. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I know I was going somewhere with another story, but I, I lost it. So we'll just talk a little bit more about when we're with people who are in the in-between, usually you'll find them to tell you how they feel about like mysticism, but they won't offend you. At the same time, I mean, Peter Levine, his story about this old lady who went to him after he was working with her and he was actually healing her and her chronic pain, but see, sometimes, not sometimes, trauma memory, it comes up. So through sensations, colors, dreams, okay, things that get unlocked, once you begin having stuff come up, it's going to keep coming up. Of course, some people can disengage from healing, so they might shove it down, and then they create an armor. In time, you can protect yourself. So when people are not, right now we have had a shift. Some people have committed themselves to a specific soul age group, to specific vibration. It's beneath the neutrality belt. They are in the 4D plane. I will get my lovely little chart. Obviously, it's not a perfect science, but they have committed to apathy, guilt, shame, grief. And that's because of tragic or hopelessness, evil, miserable. And so instead of overcoming fear, moving into I'm worthy, and therefore moving into what would then lead them to get to neutrality, they've decided to sit in hell or purgatory. And that's by suffering. It doesn't mean they have anything necessarily exasperated. Just watch any movie. It's just a regular person who's going to go out. And for them, they're using their time when they go out and get drunk or, you know, go out and laugh. That's, that's what they're doing. So the, the, the soul age group is a specific one. The mindset is a specific one. And the suffering vibration is what they commit to. So they're not, in fact, healing their emotional body because they're not tending to it. They've decided to allow themselves to settle in. And once you do this, you can use those dark sides of neuroplasticity, but your armor, that's a word the somatic therapists know about. So at a certain point, there will be an armor. Now, I don't know if it's irreversible or not. This is one of those, like, you know, question, not of a million dollars. We'll have to wait and see what other information comes up as time moves forward. In the meantime, uh, for the functional adult, it's going to be clear when a person's not living their best life because they won't be a burst of energy on their own. They're going to be a burst of superficial energy. Because, you know, when you're a teenager and you're doing discovery, you're participating with curiosity. You're in a moment, everything's new. I remember being a teenager. I was, in my opinion, stupid, but I learned from that stupidity. I remember like, okay, this is good. It took me about a year. I told this story to somebody. He's like, wow, that's really great. It took me until I was 18. I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> By the time I was 14, it's like, yeah, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do teenage land at all. You're all unreliable. You're all immature. You're even not really nice to each other. And here I'll share the one joke that I found out meant that people who say this joke, it's they're saying that you're mean. They're saying that they 
can't trust you. They're saying basically that you would give them bad advice on purpose. And I said, that's not funny. <laughs> I was like, what? Why would they then be friends with me if they thought that of me? That doesn't make sense. So are they stupid? And my friends were like, no, Maria, but it's a joke. I said, it's not a joke. It doesn't make me laugh. I don't, it's, it's society. I don't care. It's stupid. I'm not going to hang out with them. I'm not going to be around people who don't know they can trust me. That, that would be, it's, I can't trust you now because you think that I would hurt you, which means you're not going to, this is a double-edged sword. So no, I'm not going to be around you. I don't care if you're joking. And that was that. And I actually thought of this as something very interesting. And then I grew up and to this day, I hear of people who are friends with each other and they actually accuse each other of not wanting each other's happiness. And I'm like, why are you friends? So people don't recognize that when you have a three-year-old broken heart, and so when you have an area of trauma that you have not resolved of your own, it doesn't have to be, in this case, I can talk about life experiences instead of trauma. But some people will use the word trauma. However, let me just use experiences. As teenagers, we all have those heartbreaks, right? We all get the lying. And so if I want to finish up using the example of when somebody uses vulnerability, when you've shared stuff that is intimate with others, it's happened to all of us. I know it's happened more than once in my life. So whenever it has taken place, I have not said all people will do this. No. I have learned a data point about you. I have learned a data point about you. I have learned I have learned what you will do. And that means that my vulnerability and my story and who I am is not something you actually are enriched by, cherish, appreciate. Basically, you'll treat it however it is you want to treat it. So if you're angry and you want to rip it up, you'll rip it up. So you can, you could, you, you'll use it against me, right? Okay, so this is where for a functional adult, and I wasn't a mystic my entire life. I became a mystic once my clairs activated and everything began to unfold with this lovely 5D plane. And nothing has changed since then because it's only gotten way better. So when people... And this did happen at a certain point again. I didn't think it would because when you know your oversoul is your actual like part of you, you think of it in a specific way. And so I was blinded by my assumption of how family works. Because see, in my book with family, we get passionate, we get into it, we get to be all of what we are but it's always because we feel safe to be fully emotional and fully ourselves so nobody is masking their behavior nobody is masking their imperfections we get to be in our rawness and not be ashamed of it okay that's family in the book of a person i raise my hand my subjective experience other people can have their idea and so to me family by the way this is where solo poly here is not only my immediate family. I was a teenager and already I love my friends. I loved my boyfriend. I still love the boyfriend. I just know that in his societal culture, I can't tell him that 
because they'd be like, oh my God, she still loves you. Maybe she'll want you back. I'm like, no, I just love. I don't care. Care is a very weak word compared to what I feel. So the part about feeling love, it's because it's our actual mammalian heritage. And when you are consistently in this space of purusha, it's unconditional love, pure consciousness. It's the same as if you want to use the word grace, but it's not. I don't like to use words that bring out belief systems because it has nothing to do with that. It's actually ecstasy in your body. And it's a feeling of life. And, and it's a feeling of, I can describe it. It's a beautiful day at the beach with the cotton candy. No, it's not cotton candy. What is it? There's like a little, if any of you have ever had Reiki, it's like a Reiki session that's relaxing you and it's nice and cozy and it's in the center of your chest and you can feel as that warmth comes up and it's just like, wow, this is a beautiful, it's a three-year-old who's giggling all over the place and it's curious and that's, that's the ecstasy and then this doesn't go away, it doesn't ever go away. In fact, it's always on, it's always here. And that's your ventral vagal state. That's you and your social engagement. That's you being able to say, you know what? This is who I am. And to be able and feel independently from what others think of you to feel in a space of, wow, this is so awesome. I'm alive. I'm here. I'm me, right? Okay. So when you're able to feel that way always and have debates with family, doesn't mean they say, oh, you're perfect. No, that has nothing to do with it. No, they can say you're not perfect, actually. <laughs> Plenty of it. You're boring or you're this or that. But you still feel in a space of, I love who I am. I love that my loved ones are who they are. And so there's this ability to be vulnerable together. And so you think in that way, or again, this is my idea. So it's not about you speaking the truth. No, you can lie, you can omit. So throughout my years, I've learned all these things because people have done all these things. Nothing's made me love them less. That's the part. Love is a constant when you're a functional adult, when you're a differentiated self, because it's not depending on you needing to reassure my nervous system. I self-regulate. I know how to stay in my ventral vagal state. I don't need you to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. My emotional body doesn't regulate based on your thumbs up or thumbs down. So those first 18 months of life, we learn how to self-regulate based on our household. And I guess I got enough hugs. And there you go. So you know this is where some people laugh about it. But long story short, when I began to realized that people would use vulnerability, I learned how to disengage from sharing it with the people that used those things in the way that is basically against you. And that's all I've done. So when people make me aware of who they are, I know what I can share and what I can't share, quote unquote, it's not I can't, I will choose based on how I feel. And nobody knows any better. Why? Because people don't really have an awareness of what they engage in. For as much as people like to say they can read each other's mind, they can't. They can only feel the body of the nervous system and the person that's in front of them. And because a person who is a functional adult and in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, mystic or not, is in love with life and in love with being in a social situation. They're not going to know that we're not sharing something vulnerable because why would they? Plus, they don't care about it. 
Meaning, if you're going to use it against me, obviously you didn't really care about the emotional impact. The, the part about caring means that you want to help make it better, not use it. So the minute that you can use something that a person has shared with you against them is the minute that you will have shown that you don't have the best interests of a person in mind. So on that note, though, it doesn't make me, Maria, physically dead. I'm alive and it doesn't make me emotionally dead. You haven't impacted my self-regulated nervous system. You've shown me what you have done with a piece of information of my own life. That's all you've done. So you've done something meaningful because you've allowed me to see who you are. And then I will learn how to remember. No, I'll remember because it's happened. It's in the past now. It's gone. The emotion gets processed because the heart is not one that breaks because when people do stuff like this so betrayal words i used as teenager liar cheater but words that i used and that i never really looked into in a way of that's evil no because i contemplated what evil would look like and evil looked nothing like a person who becomes a, it's just i'm not even going to go there because uh evil looks like something that i've never seen which is why when i said yeah and today with Michael Stone's lovely um, 1 to 22 scale, they all need a good therapist. So here's the deal. A 5D mystic, functional adult in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, we automatically will be aware of your energy body. The first meaning, we will probably connect with your higher and we'll be like, wow, because the minute that a person interacts with you, they're not yet ready to play out their pattern because they've just met you. So their defenses, quote unquote, are down. They don't know who you are, you don't know who they are. And defenses, why? Because a person who has a pattern has defenses. They have trauma safety behavior. So they're gonna start vibing in certain ways. Their insecurities are gonna start coming out, but you need to interact with them first. So those, that first immediate meeting is not the meeting that you're going to see any of that. You're going to be able to pick up on the higher consciousness presence. It's amazing. It's always amazing. I mean, it's amazing to keep knowing these people, but it's amazing to know what a person can become. And that's where I'm going to leave that one, because then you see them not moving into their adult because they don't harness their emotional body because they become a teenager who's a grown-up who hides anyways that's for the trauma therapist to do stuff about if the people want to go get that done but I've seen people actually label themselves in the way that they had already shared that their loved ones and their story their story was told to them and then they continue to voice it Anyways, um, it's a sad thing to remember. When I remember of different types of numbers of people, they can become, they won't. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. As Sadhguru says, all life has possibility, but the lovely mental health community does specify how when you are using neuroplasticity, your imagination is your number one agent. And if people continue with their stereotypes, I know that they're going to keep their story going. So it's like, oh, well, but... Long story short, when we learn something about a person, it doesn't mean that we're not going to stay friends. It just means that we know how they react in stressful situations. We understand that they are not emotionally mature. 
We also understand that they have a background, where they come from, their story, whatever it is they share. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's not life or death. So we're not going to be really concerned because it's, it's like weather talk. We have people in our lives. We love to have people in our lives. They love to have us in their lives. And on that note, when it comes to any type of situation, I have yet to meet a person that has exaggerated, quote unquote. So... I would not, though, find myself easily in that circumstance because I do think very well where to go and I always go where I have people who say, oh, this is a nice place. So, you know, you, you are the company that you keep. You are the person who chooses how to spend your time. And if you are essentially wanting to use your time effectively, you're gonna do so. As a mystic, what I can say is that I love seeing the bigger holistic community and I love seeing the 5D mystic community because they keep in mind attachments, styles and categories, trauma memory, and they're disengaging from using the words energy vampire, dark auras. They're disengaging from the stories of your soul contracts coming to an end or not an end. So for a 5D mystic, our souls, they're always expanding our oversoul expands, we don't diminish, uh, people don't get cut out. In fact, actually, we learn more about our oversoul. So the people that will have used our vulnerability against us, they're not cut out of our life. We've learned how they function, they've learned how we function, and that's what happens as you get to meet people in your life. This is all. Physical is the only actual moment that our nervous system would engage in a fight flight mode survival because our mind's going to be like oh shit what's happening so like when i've had the earthquakes that unfortunately i have to i say unfortunately because you know it's kind of scary and i allow myself to know to just leave it at faith and actually i've been reassured by my lovely relationship with shared consciousness akash my guides even though it's a funny how they have reassured me but (laughs) putting that to the side the body still gets to be in a moment of oh shit what's happening so I observe and that's that first step which we always will get in a circumstance but with social stuff there's no need for me to actually wait my nervous system already knows oh I'm in a social situation but in an earthquake situation no my body actually goes through the motions like okay wait and I hold it all in my, in my uh, hips. <laughs> I notice that my back and my hips is where my fear goes. So that's where we will use our nervous system in an actual physically threatening situation because that's actually what it's meant for in the first place. If there's like some natural disaster potentially or a bear or lion chasing you, not if you're engaging with people. And on that note, I will go. But a 5D mystic functional adult in the Enlightenment Soul Age Group, we are in that healthy self-worth. So our three-year-old is whole. We're good with differences. We're good with conversations. And we love to engage with compassion and love and respect. And we try our best to get charged if we do. (laughs) No, we get charged if we get charged. And we learn how to handle each other. And to the best of our ability, you know, that's the place of friendship. Shit fuck you, no, you're a shit, no, we're all shits, (laughs) and we all sing kumbaya together, so on that note, we'll be back with more, have a great day.